0: From the Lifestyle Section of the New York Times How Salad Can Make Us Fat by Alex Hutchinson When marketing researchers at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School rigged shopping carts at a major East Coast supermarket with motion-tracking radio frequency tags, they unwittingly stumbled on a metaphor for our path through the aisles of life. Root data for more than 1,000 shoppers matched to their purchases at checkout revealed a clear pattern. Drop a bunch of kale into your cart, and you're more likely to head next to the ice cream or beer section. The more virtuous products you have in your basket, the stronger your temptation to succumb to vice. Such hedonic balancing acts are neither unpredictable, who, after all, hasn't rewarded themselves with a piece of cake or an extra beer after a killer workout, nor inherently bad. But an emerging body of research into what psychologists call the licensing effect suggests that this tit-for-tat tendency is deeply wired in us, operating even when we're not aware of it. And in a world where we're bombarded by pitches for an endless array of health-boosting products of dubious efficacy, that can be a problem. The key insight underlying the licensing effect which was first described in 2006 by Uzma Khan, then a professor of marketing at Carnegie Mellon University, and Ravi Dar of the Yale School of Management, is that our choices are contingent. Since we each have a fairly stable self-concept of how good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, or selfish, altruistic we are, when one decision swings too far from this self-concept, we automatically take action to balance it out. The result plays out in surprisingly subtle ways. Ordering a side salad to go with your bacon cheeseburger is a deliberate and arguably rational trade-off between pleasure and health. But consumer researchers have found that the mere presence of a healthy option on a menu increases the chances that you'll order the least healthy choice. You're more likely to choose french fries if there's a green salad available, a realization that fast food restaurants have profited from handsomely. Curiously, it's those with the greatest self-control who are most vulnerable to this type of influence. They're confident in their ability to resist temptation. So, knowing that a healthy option is available licenses them to indulge this time, and, in theory at least, make up for it next time. This halo effect was even more obvious in a study where weight-conscious people were asked to guess the calorie content of a series of meals. When shown a burger their average guess was 734 calories. When shown the same burger alongside three celery sticks, the average guess dropped to 619. These are not rational calculations. They betray the shortcuts your brain takes in its running tally of vice and virtue. All this helps to explain why many health researchers cringe when promises of an exercise pill hit the headlines, as they did yet again earlier this month, following the publication of two new studies. I want to be clear that, really, there is no way to replace routine exercise with an exercise pill, one of the scientists insisted. But the licensing research suggests that's exactly what we would try to do, wittingly or not. Consider the almost surreal results of a series of studies by researchers in Taiwan. In one test, Half of the subjects were told a pill was a placebo, which it was, while the other half were told that it was a multivitamin. Those who thought they had consumed a vitamin pill consistently chose less healthy options. When testing out a pedometer on one of the two routes, they were more likely to take the shorter one. At lunch, they preferred the all-you-can-eat buffet to the healthy organic option. In psychological tests, they expressed a greater desire for hedonic activities like casual sex, sunbathing, and excessive drinking. With a group of smokers, those who thought they'd been given a vitamin C pill smoked nearly twice as many cigarettes while filling out the questionnaires as those who were told the pill was a placebo, and dieters given a purported weight loss supplement ate more at the subsequent buffet lunch. This quasi-Newtonian problem of reactions canceling out actions isn't unique to health. Safety interventions like seatbelts, bike helmets, and football pads have been blamed for promoting riskier behavior. We have a deep-seated urge to remain, as a Seinfeld episode once put it, even-steven. But it's a particular problem in health because we're confronted with...